Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Rennie Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap the KPMG Women's PGA Championship at Atlanta Athletic Club, unpack the thrilling finish at the Travelers, discuss the Green Book rule change, and preview the Olympics. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the podcast. We're excited to be talking all things golf today. I'm your host, Rennie Duran, joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Hey! Let's get into it. Um, we both played some golf this week. We have a lot to talk about in the pro game. Um, we got a lot to talk about in terms of uh, you know non-necessarily PGA things that have been going on in the world of golf. Um, so let's get into it. Like, what, what'd you, uh, Where'd you play this week? Uh, I played a very slow round on Saturday at Metro in Oakland. Well documented um, on Instagram. Documented on Instagram. Uh, about six hours, actually over six I was hours. Say, it was six hours when you were on seventeen. Um, quite long. Uh, quite windy. Still very fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I shot at eighty six. Uh, I was. It, it was slow from the start. Mm-hmm. I had a from holes, I think, two through six or two through seven, four or five par streak going there amidst nice. the slowness. Um, and then, you know, things got a little squirrely on the back, but um, I had no doubles on the front, only one double on the back. Uh, a lot more bogeys, though. Ended up shooting an 86. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose steam during a six-hour golf round. Yeah, um, you don't say, especially when it's the sun's out all day as well. Yeah, but no, dude, it was fun. I was very pleased with my own level of focus, kind of maintaining and keeping my cool um, throughout a, a very frustrating round of just kind of these people that are... I, I don't know. So what we, happened? Explain. explain. So we, what we had, what we, was slowing everybody down? So we, we couldn't quite figure it out until... It, Maybe uh, hole six at Metro. It's that yeah. the par three, um, right. that little short par three that goes in. So yeah, cause set or hole seven. Yes. So then I see, I see there that there's a we're, we're going from the previous hole to the to the tee box, and there's four, there's eight golf carts there. So basically two groups stuck up there, oh right? My God. Like. And I'm like, dude, what's going on here? And then I see this group on the green with no sense of urgency. It's an old dude and his wife and then maybe like the son and his wife mm-hmm. um, putting out. They were putting out. When I saw them on that green, they were putting out like a three-foot putt that had to have been for eight on a par three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they go to the next hole the the following hole after that greens totally clear, fairways wide open no one is stepping up and hitting tee shots uh the, the the two gentlemen hit shots they hit them very poorly no sense of urgency then they're showing one of the older ladies uh, or the older lady of the group how to actually swing on the ladies to you this is oh, eight man. holes in <laughs> And then the poor group behind them, I would have snapped a club if I was on that poor group behind them, right? They finished the par three. They're sitting on their tee box. These guys are still on the lady, or the, excuse me, the forward tees. Right. Um, and haven't hit off yet. Oh, my God. And so, and there's a wide open fairway and green there. And, I mean, you just got to, I don't, I don't, you got to, if that's, you know, we want to be inclusive and people should, everyone should be welcome to play golf and right. and should be able to play golf. But if that's the case, 
What would you say then? What would you say? Like, uh, you need to take that to a goddamn par three. Okay. You need to take that to a par three or to the range prior because we've talked about this before. We've we've talked about this. One of our our very first podcasts was talking about you know one of the one of the hardest things for people to learn on the golf course is or, or about golf, not just you know hitting the ball. It's like all this unspoken rules that happen you know while you're on the course. I went with. My wife and my mother. Six and a half hours. I understand. <laughs> I went my wife and my mother, and they had literally never been on the course, um, on, on a golf course before, playing like real golf. And they even said it was too much, right? Yeah, they said it was too much. On hole 14, they were done. We talked about like, you know, what, you know, you don't realize what you have to teach somebody who's never been on a golf course before. So what I'm hearing is one of your recommendations would be to definitely take them on a par three first. Play before- nine. Play yeah. nine. Or play, play part nine. three. Play part three. Play nine. Or be prepared just to leave, you know? Right? I mean, if you're holding people up for that long, you have to. You, you have to notice that there's eight carts piled you, up on a par yeah. three that's 130 yards long. And when you pay, when you go into that day paying, you're paying prime time. You're paying on a, on a Saturday afternoon. So you know that there's going to be tons of people out there. This isn't, you know, uh, uh, eight the whole prior on a was, the whole prior ruined my par streak. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I waited a long time, but you know I was still pleased with keeping my cool. But yeah, you're you're right. You, when you go to pay, you gotta be you gotta be ready. If you're playing with two first time golfers, and you know, and you're trying to introduce them to the game, you have to be ready to leave early, especially if it's if it's going that slow. And look, I know you know we play Muni golf courses. It's a Saturday. I know it's going to be a slow round, six mm-hmm. and a half hours. It's very slow. Well, and you said there's no marshals out there. No marshals. How are they having no marshals on a goddamn Saturday? They had it for because COVID, they couldn't have old dudes out there, which is the most fucking stupid shit I've ever heard. There, the safest place for their old asses to be is on a fucking golf course. Literally every golf Uh, course we've played during COVID has has had an older gentleman as the marshal. I don't get. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. uh, I don't know what the deal was with that. Uh, But we, you got to have marshals. I said this courses need to not. Um, they need to space out tea times. Space out more. tea times. That wasn't the issue for Metro. We we were spaced out amongst the tea time, but it's it's you know when you got this group up here. The, and, oh, and they were taking pictures on the tea box too. Okay. So it's just like these are uh, you know a few of the things that you should not do when you're out. That's how you get hit into. And then you played again today. I played again today at Sharp. Uh, <laughs> how how'd that go? To so apparently Tuesdays at Sharp. I'm thinking Tuesday uh, mid-afternoon. I'm thinking a quick little round. And the group in front of me, this guy hits two right off the tee. Not even like he not even like he breakfast needed a breakfast ball. He had two balls teed up and <laughs> side hit by two side off the tee. And then he proceeds oh he does God. that again with his approach. And I'm cool with that. There was an old dude up in front of them, so you know, I'm thinking he's just Creating some it. time yeah, for the old guys. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> then on hole two, he hits another two off the tee. The gal he's playing with can't hit the ball, but maybe 30 yards tops in front of her, which is fine. Have mm-hmm. fun. Right. Once you accumulate maybe eight strokes on a hole and you're still 200 yards out, let's pick it up. Yeah. Take it to the green, go putt. Have right. fun. Call, put yourself down for a triple bogey and let's let's move on. So that would be like another unspoken rule. It's like, eight, <laughs> it's like on your eighth upon your eighth swing on the hole, it's time just to pick it up and, and, and move along. Or, you know, 
if you're doing that a lot after your fourth swing on the hole, just move up towards the green so you can get some putting practice in. Yes. So hole three, this came to a front. I try to not hit into people on purpose. This gentleman, after hitting two tee shots from his own tee box, then he went up to the forward tees with the lady, and she hit a stellar 15-yard tee shot. Oh, nice. He decides he was going to hit a couple tee shots from the forward tees. So this guy has four balls out on the third hole. Four balls out on the third hole. Then he collects them, and he gathers them, and I'm like, okay, cool. He's just playing the furthest one. Mm -hmm. Granted, that's that he hit from the red tees, but who cares? No, he continues to just keep dropping them. Um, And so I put one right into their rear end at that point. Um, I I have to stop you there because over the years that we've played together, there hasn't been anybody as accurate as as hitting balls (laughs) towards people as you are. And now this this time happened to be on purpose, okay? So that's a little bit different. But I swear... I th- at least half a dozen times you've been out there. Oh, I can't hit them. No, they're not in range. She and was, you put it in their back pocket. She was out in the in the in the thickets. She was protected by the trees, so I had confidence that I wasn't going to actually hit her. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I put I put one. I put a two iron. I can poke a two iron out into the trees now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it came nowhere close to hitting this gal, um, but she got the picture. The next, the next hole, they asked me if I wanted to play through. Um, and very smugly, I said these exact words. The guy casually asked me, he goes, oh, my bad. Hey, I didn't know. Do you want to play through? And I said, so, yeah, if you're going to be playing four approach shots, yes. Yes. <laughs> and you're a single. I'm normally very polite when I say like, oh, no, 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 don't, I don't. I'm cool not playing through. If yeah. you insist, I could not wait. I fucking sprinted with my push cart out there. Like I was an NFL player in the offseason pushing a fucking sled. I was out. So that so that's another, that's another another unwritten rule, I guess, right? It's like you know, if you have a, a a group behind you that's smaller than you, whether you're a foursome with a threesome behind, I guess if you're a foursome, I w- it would be two or less. If, it's it, a, if you're a foursome and there's a twosome behind you, let them play. Through. Let them play through. So that's another, another tip or whatever. If you're you know a first time golfer out there on on what to do, because there's a lot of this stuff to keep in mind that. You don't necessarily get taught until you've been playing for a while, right? I mean, dude, I thought I I, I was proud of my mental game Saturday. Um, today was like the ultimate testament of it. I I was v- very perturbed. Uh, that's an <laughs> understatement. When you see a guy drop just just dropping balls out yeah. there, like, dude, this is not a we're not on the practice we're not in the right. short game practice area, bro. I want to just hit. I, if I'm not happy with my 56, I want to go. I want to just drop another one and fucking yeah. hit it. Yeah. Oh, that one went in the sand. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, well, <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, and, and the thing is, I, I totally like those are the best times of playing. We've talked about this when we've been at Shark Park when we, when we drop a few but balls. It's, there's no one behind exactly. us. Exactly. Like it, exactly. This there's dude a time see and a place. Me. I'm a hundred yards behind him. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> you can hear their casual conversation. He had to have heard me on, on one. I said, why don't you just drop another one? Uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> that one went in the sand. Oh, man. Hit all the bunkers. How, so, <laughs> how, how, how'd you finish? How'd you finish? Dude, I gather... I, um, I, you know, it's interesting. I shot one stroke better than I did, or one stroke worse than I did on Saturday, and I felt on Saturday that I played so much better than mm-hmm. I did today. Um, when I shot an 87, 
I can't putt out there as sharp. Those it's greens uh, just kill me. But I was a little shakier off the tee, to, which, again, that happens when you see a guy just hit four approach shots in front of you sometimes. But, no, I, I gathered myself, had some good shots, had some poor shots, um, but was was overall pleased and, and not not too concerned. Um, it's weird. I just couldn't I couldn't quite seem to get focused playing by myself today yeah. as well. Um I, I just it, it's a different it's a different dynamic when you're out there alone. Yeah, yeah. Um I've only played I, a couple rounds alone. I haven't played alone in a long time. Uh and so yeah, it was weird. I I just couldn't I couldn't quite feel like I was like as fo- nearly as focused as I was on Saturday and that was a mm-hmm. 6 hour round, right? right. I, this round ended up being I had to play through a couple groups and I, find, I you know, I made some serious ground up, but Right. Uh I mean, come on, a round on a Tuesday afternoon at like 1 by yourself should should take you 3 hours. Right. Totally so, agree. Uh it was no 76. We'll put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, well 76 at out at Peacock Gap. Um it, I mean a 76, don't get me wrong, is is a good score, and I'm very happy with it. But uh, Peacock Gap is a very easy course. I played from the whites as well. but um, Forgiving, shorter very from the forgiving. whites. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, a, it's the type of course that you go to when your confidence is shot, and mine pretty much is at this point. Hey, but let's not – I mean, come on now. 76 is still a 76, my dude. That's yeah. a fucking good round of golf. Yeah, I, I had – No both. matter what course you're playing True, at. true. Um. It's a par 71, so I shot technically shot five over, um, 36 even par on the front. <laughs> Fucking 36, goddamn. Yeah, I had one, I had one bogey and a and a birdie, and the only and that bogey was on um, hole three, that par three up the hill. I just pushed it, pushed it right, just off the green. I made a great, great approach uh, or a great chip shot um, within um, probably we'll say five feet, but. Whenever that pin gets to the very back of that green, it's super sloped, mm-hmm. and I had like two feet of break on that five foot putt, so I just missed it, tapped in for my for my bogey. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, I had no three putts all day. Helpful, very which helpful. is very helpful. Um, and I paid the the longest putts I made were to save bogeys on the back nine. Obviously, no doubles. No doubles. Uh, th- my Saturday round was one double. Nice. A uh, lot more singles in there on the back nine, but still a one double round for me, which is nice. Yep. And so, like, you know, I'm bragging about tearing up the par threes, but the, the par fives where I fucked up, I, I didn't birdie a single one of them. Uh, I bogeyed two of them on the back nine. Yeah, but I mean, dude, it, it, I mean, it, it's sexy to score well on the par fives, but... Dude, like we said, if you could put a bunch of twos or threes and a single two down on your card, mm-hmm. who gives a fuck if you bogey a par five here and there, right? Yeah. Uh, and you, you, as long as you're not posting an eight on the par five, you're fine. Yep. Uh, highlights highlights of the day were definitely uh, a few shots I had on the par threes. On this on that second par three um, that goes over the water with the three-tiered, mm-hmm. three-tiered green, Pin was in the back left, and I hit like this high sweeping draw that landed, nice. you know, within like uh, probably say ten feet. That's a very tough pin. Yeah, very tough pin there. Um, and then I'd have to say on oh the number two handicap hole, uh, number thirteen, that super long. Uh, I know what you're talking. Yeah, I hit par a, five, right? Yep, hit a five iron. Um, that one was was three feet away, and I fucking missed my. Yeah. Butt. Uh, 
the other news on the weekend is I am I am as well uh, less probably prominent than the seventy six, but I have joined the two iron club as well. Right, uh, the driving iron club and. Man, it's fun. It's it's. I think on Saturday now that I'm kind of reflecting back on that, that was a huge cushion for me to know like that I could hit that thing well off the tee, mm-hmm. even though I'd never played it on course, but I'd hit it off the tee at the range. But mm-hmm. like just knowing I had something to fall back on if my driver, which is typically my worst club in the bag, unfortunately. Are you keeping the? Are you keeping your hybrid? I am. Yes. Uh, so is it what? What's the yardages for each? What, what's your yardage for the hybrid? So I think I when I hit that two iron, bro. I think and especially like at Metro is a prime example, of course, mm-hmm. where it gets roll. I could get like two fit, dude. I was plush on mm-hmm. eight. You know my death hole with the yeah. trees over there. Yeah, I fucking stingered one, and <laughs> it was. I don't know what the yardage was that I hit it, but it was right down the fucking center of the fairway, and I had a, a nine iron into the green. So. I don't know. That puts me like 240, 250, 260, somewhere yeah. with that thing, with the roll that I got out of it. Mm-hmm. But like, boom, that's good. I know I can hit a nine iron. Like, so it's, it's, uh, the reason I like it more than the hybrid, the hybrid I hit very high. Right. Um, which is nice to, you know, for like that kind of like one high 200 yard shot or whatever. But if you're trying to hit a, a like a par three or you're into the wind, that yeah. thing was just nails into the wind. The two iron. There. Yeah. The two yeah. iron. Yeah. But you're, yeah, the hybrid. So I kept the, I, I'm still keeping the hybrid. It's a three hybrid too. Okay. So my clubs, so, my, so does it go driver, two iron, three hybrid, four, five? <laughs> yes, yes, awesome. yes. The most yes. fucking janky ass bag setup <laughs> oh. there is. <laughs> Uh, what kind of what kind of two iron is it? Because I I got I have a two iron as well, but it matches my set. It is um, the Titleist U five hundred mm. utility iron two iron, um, and so it's got it's got the fucking like it's got this big old hazardous smoke shaft on it. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, you got a fucking graphite shaft on your shit. Oh yeah, this thing, dude. <laughs> dude, it's it. I thought I was ordering the uh, cavity backed one, and I did not order the cavity backed. That one. one's probably even harder to hit, isn't it? The one I have is harder to hit. Yeah, but but it's dude, it's not that much dif- different than hitting like my four iron. Yeah, um, it's not. It's the same, right? If I hit mm-hmm. my four iron slightly off, even though they're cavity backed, there I have AP ones or my clubs. So if I hit my forearm slightly off to towards like the toe, it's gonna fade, you know, I, just I, like this thing. I feel like people, and this is this is somebody who's not a swing coach. This is a complete fucking amateur saying this, but I feel that when people hit their long irons, they feel like it's supposed to get up in the air like like a like a six iron downward, and they they don't. Dude, I want th- I want that thing to stay down. Exactly. If you hit it like it's supposed to stay down, you'll actually hit it higher than you're trying to hit it. Yeah, when you're trying to hit it high. That's the that's the whole reason I got it because that hybrid when we were playing that tournament was just yeah. skying up on me, and I was hitting it on today. I hit one on the screws. It just went too high. It just it's not it's off the rack, so I think I probably am swinging a little too light of a shaft on mm. it too. Uh, yeah, but you know whatever. Hey, two yeah. iron guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my two iron. I don't think I'll, I only hit my two iron three times out there uh and i don't think i missed a single fairway with, with i mean i hit him i hit him perfect it's a fucking weapon dude it really is i really got i've really gotten used to my best that one in the back. my best one at metro was uh off the deck on on a second shot nice i think i think i hit two off two off the tee 
and then one off the deck. You know that uh, that par five with the hazard along the right side, the entire on the front nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoked it, and it rolled off the side of the green slightly into the hazard. But I chipped up and made a, uh, I believe, a par. That was in my par streak. So that's where, that's where Tisa made his first eagle. Yes, yes, yep. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly that hole. Right on. Speaking of eagles, yeah, there was some 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 low scores and eagles dropping in Atlanta over the weekend. Dude, what I mean, God, what what an exciting weekend out there in Atlanta. I mean, not necessarily exciting in terms of competition or competitiveness in the tournament, but there was just so much going on. I, mean, I dude, I thought I thought I thought it was competitive. Um, I. Consider- Look at the scores. There's two girls that ran away with it, obviously. For sure. But, but what I'm what I'm saying is coming into that coming into the the PGA Women's Championship, um, I mean after last week's thumping that Nelly Corda went out there and 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 won last week, to see her at the top of the leaderboard again, you could just I I mean everybody yeah. was watching that and just pretty much felt it. it was her tournament to lose. Not quite a drumming though. She was she almost. She came close to losing that tournament on not this not this weekend. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I watched every shot on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I never thought that she was in doubt of losing this tournament on Sunday. Yeah. Um. Especially after whatever it was, hole three or four, where she had to tap in an eagle. That was that was kind of it. That was um, that, that was the the hybrid she hit out of the fairway. And the seven wood. Seven. Okay. Seven wood with the club twirl. Yeah. That um, was. That was. Uh, those were the holes, uh, and I was kind of rooting. I was torn because I was rooting for Nelly. I bet I bet on Nelly, but I I bet a lot more on Patty T. So I was like, "Fuck! I, I really want Patty T to come through and win this." Uh, she just didn't have it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Didn't she? She she, she should have scored better on those first five holes, but she broke her driver. Patty T broke her driver yeah. cracked on like Friday or Saturday, so she had to put a new driver in the bag. And she was hitting three wood off a ton of tees. She played. She um, played. She played Friday. Um, had had to make the cut with a with a three wood. She's, she's a. I mean, Nelly will, and we'll get into Nelly here more uh, momentarily. I, I would assume, but. Patty T's a fucking star, dude. Yeah, without a doubt. The she's she's so exciting to watch. That swing is so fucking incredible. Um, I I wish she would have played a little better on Sunday, but dude, I think I leave she's this. Still finished. Fifth. I leave this tournament from the KMPG. I mean, I'm obviously a big LPGA fan. Mm-hmm. The, I think women's golf is is the the stage for women's golf is set for them. Like I was going to ask it's, you this. I was going to ask you. Do you feel like I mean it really? And I know that you and I, or especially myself, in the last few months, has started following women's golf a little bit more. But it certainly it certainly feels like it's starting to like get some momentum, especially with you have when you have stars like the Cordes sisters. You know, a strong American showing with those two and Lexi. Being you know uh, a strong uh, representative of the United States, dude, and, on, and then you have all the international and stars all the too, international stars uh, that are that are awesome. Like mm-hmm. uh, I can't the the Korean gals, the South Korean gals, how they come over to the United States and like learn English so quickly and and try to dude, acclimate to to American kind of culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and then there's tons of other culture, you know. The Yukasaso, the Filipinos, the, the, the Jap, they all do it. But like, dude, it's is 
it's an international game. It's a world-renowned game, and they're all fucking studs. I feel uh, like the Korean gals have come over and absolutely left, uh, elevated the competition level on the LPG. Without them, like you don't, I don't think you see players like Nelly Korda coming out now, mm -hmm. right? Um, who is now shout out America Fourth of July weekend mm -hmm. top first first American ranked number one in the Rolex rankings for ladies golf since two thousand and seven years. Since Stacy Lewis seven years ago, which is crazy, um, but yeah, dude, I think ladies golf is 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 set. The other big news with with KMPG kind of doing this is it was the the um, advanced the, the stats advanced yeah. advanced stats. Now they're doing it totally different than the PGA is. The caddies are kind of like taking control. The caddies are responsible mm. for keeping a lot of these stats. But this is why so like w without the, the the all that the, that advanced analytics and stuff, that's how they have all the golf betting. Like so that I can right. go bet, you know, Harris English over so and so on, right. in a tournament. And that's why when you go to try to bet an LPGA tournament, you can't top 10 Jess Corda, which I knew she was going to, you know, like, like it's, a, you, they don't have that. They don't have any of the strokes gain statistics. Right. Right. So it's like more of a crapshoot or do, do they not even set lines for that? No, they don't set lines for top 10s because they don't have those stats. Interesting. So this, the, the, the news, and I mean, this is, you know, probably 10 years down the road, I, I would think where mm -hmm. this is, you know bigger implemented but you start getting all those that all that data mm -hmm. then we're going to have some serious lines coming out right more Bet, interest more in betting the game. more interest in the game um yeah i think this was an overall victory for for the uh lpga and, and kmpg what were your thoughts on the coverage Did you, i mean you, you said you watched a um, lot sunday uh, all right so my thoughts on the coverage and my thoughts are the, the same as i always have fucking stunk uh i hate anything I hate, live or was it all delayed no nothing was delayed on sunday so okay. i watched i watched peacock early sunday morning and then i watched nbc okay. saturday they, they totally biffed it up they fucking ran everyone in threesomes on saturday to catch the tv time mm -hmm. and it's in atlanta we're in the west coast so nelly court is teeing off at 8 a.m here yeah. on Saturday. no one knows yeah and then she's teeing off in a threesome what, mm -hmm. Like, what do we do? The threesomes kills me. Yeah. It fucking is bullshit on the weekend. The threesomes kills me. They would never do that for a men's tournament unless no. unless weather pending, right? Right. Unless you know there's a, a thunderstorm or something. So that 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 I don't like. I, I mean, I love the LP the people that cover the LPGA. Right. I love them. I just don't like the the minutiae of trying to, you know, weaving tea times, trying to get it. Just give them, I watched, I could watch fucking Wilco Neiman, Neiman, Neiman Haber or whatever his name was, right? <laughs> I could watch every, Neenaber, love, love you, big dude, big fella. Um, I could watch every shot of his on the US Open, right? Yep. Just give me that for fucking LPGA. Just right. give me, there's enough networks. Put it mm -hmm. on Peacock. I don't mind going to Peacock. That's fine. Right. Put, but just give me every shot and don't put these girls in threesomes on the weekend. Right. Because they did that on the U.S. Open that pissed me the fuck off too. I couldn't. <laughs> I and couldn't. on that note, I'm going to get a beer and I'll listen to you. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was the thing for, for me. I, I didn't get to watch, um, you know, over the weekend. I felt like I got to watch enough on Thursday and Friday. But my only, my only comment on the coverage was I really like how they do the uh, – uh, the whoop, the live whoop data 
and I know they've had that on the PGA before um, and stuff, but they had it on Nelly, uh, and I just thought that was really, really fucking cool to see what you know what how these people how these golfers are are experiencing you know these moments that's a really good insight it borders on the line of too personal but you know it, it, i think it's pretty cool to know that hey no, these, I, th these guys are these guys are nervous yeah they're, they're you know th these women are nervous over these shots and they're still performing under this type of pressure which makes me respect them even more i i i loved that uh that aspect of the coverage as well um all right, I got a couple things here. So s slow play was a big issue, which we just talked about mm -hmm. as well. Slow play on Sunday. I thought the TV. I thought the TV. Kind of looping back, my final note on the coverage. I thought the TV coverage on Sunday focused way too much on Lizette Salas's like two minute pre shot routine. Mm -hmm. um, you, you, they could have just given me. They could have cut to some other someone else someone playing. Else playing. Because I think, and I, I think that's almost wrong to Salas, right? Um, to kind of just keep keep focusing in on that. She she plays well, slow. Think about it. The people who play golf don't they, they get frustrated with slow play, and then you're you're broadcasting slow play. Then like, of course, people are going to lose interest or be frustrated by that. And I mean, Nelly, they especially had with a, someone like you who's who's dealt with nothing but slow play. They had all a strategy. Weekend. Nellie Corda was was waiting on the tee boxes after, right? Because mm -hmm. she hits the ball way further than right. Salas. So, dude, that was the other cool thing. How about this? You got two people that are way above the field as far as score goes, mm -hmm. and they're two totally conflicting styles, right? We right. had a bomber. And so it's not just like the PGA where it's bomb and gouge. Like, right. like you know, it, it we had we had a bomber, but Nellie's not really like, I mean, she's a ball. She hits the ball far, mm -hmm. but she, she hits the ball. She's very accurate. She's got right. a great short game. And then Lizette, but Salas, she's hitting five woods into every green. Yeah. But hella accurate. Um, and so like it, the contrast and kind of like style of plays that you can see, I don't think, I, I don't think in a PGA tournament, we're going to see Kisner in a final round paired up with DJ duking it out on one course, right? right. Because that it's not going to. There's no. The, I think that the I think right, either the, Kisner's going right. to have the advantage or DJ's going to have the advantage. I agree with you to a degree. I think that sometimes course conditions can bring those two mm -hmm. types of players together. Watching this tournament, um, that's a very good point. I could see. Well, all week long there was a lot of rain going into this going into this week, and. Uh, to see a, someone hitting five woods into the green like Lizette was, that makes me think, okay, the course conditions kind of allowed her to do that because if this is a normal major under normal conditions and they didn't have a bunch of rain, there's no way you could do that. So, um, you know, while it was very impressive because she's obviously up there for, you know, up there in the lead, um, played really well all weekend, um, I think that course conditions can bring those types of, you know, just, you know, totally different types of yeah, players together. hundred percent. And, and then the setup too, I thought, I thought they did great with the setup. Like, I mean, they had that, I forget what hole it was on the back nine or excuse me, the front nine. I think it was the sixth hole that was drivable two days of the week. Mm -hmm. And then it was, it was not. And they moved right. it back to like the men's tees two, two days in the week. Right. That's, that's cool. That's, really, that's fucking sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. It's like you're playing a different course almost. Not necessarily a whole different course. Great setup. Great great overall tournament. Mixes um, it up. Dude, huge congrats to Nelly Corda. Yeah, let's get on uh, the results here. 
let's talk about let's talk about Nelly here. And I and I got some notes. Um, we've already we've already talked about the the low scores from from the rain leading up into the tournament. Nelly came in off of a fantastic week last week, um, and we'll get into the bets as well in a moment here. But uh, I mean, the golf world I feel was just super pumped for the Cordas to um, essentially as a family, uh, especially for Nelly. And one thing that made it really special for myself was we were there at the at the U.S. Open here at Olympic Club, and she didn't play that great. Jess actually played much better than she did. But we, and we saw her frustration that entire yeah. all Friday long. She was complete. She was resigned almost to the fact that she wasn't. Well, gonna she make looked the like cut. someone that was just beating herself up. Yeah. too. Um, we saw her. She had her. She had her cell phone in her pocket at one point and completely forgot she had it there. You know, she kind of just seemed like you know, not 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 out of it or but or, just not fully present and yeah, engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, and so to see her come back. You know, a couple weeks later, win a tournament and say, "Hey, it's just golf," and start you know really focus on on speaking on her mental game. I think that's something that's really commendable, and to see her you know essentially be wire to wire at the top or leading this tournament, um, and win her first major, I oh, think that's very dude. commendable. Fucking Friday, six straight birdies to end the round on Friday was incredible. Uh, some bombs. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm I'm on record on here. The quarters, those are my two my two faves yep. next to Soyeon. Happy birthday, Soyeon! You, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> who we need more coverage of. If I'm going to pay more beefs of the coverage, but yeah. um, no, I I was so juiced. Like like yeah, like you said, dude. She played back poorly at the the U.S. Open. Comes back last week. Fucking first tournament back. Nails it. Uh, just a sixty-two. I mean, she's the sixty-three on Friday. She played great Saturday. She fought off uh, Salas on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of ended. There, there was no. I was hoping for you know, in a perfect world, I was hoping that Patty T got in there and like we were caught like maybe a playoff or something close right. like that. But uh, I think that day will come. Not in due time, not yeah. too far from now, because I think those two you will find uh, in the top five of many major championship leaderboards for the LPGA in years to come. But, um, dude, it was it was great. Like I, 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 I told you this, too. So watching the coverage, there was a moment on Sunday that when Nelly was teeing off and Jessica was Jess Corda was rolling through. Like the ninth hole, so Nelly was about to tee, getting ready to start her round. Jess was making the turn, and like they just caught each other, right? The cameras just happened to catch them, and mm-hmm. they just caught each other, caught them, giving them a hug and shit, and just wishing them good luck. And I was like, "Fuck, that's hella cool." That's yeah, hella dude. cool. Like you see that. Well, we, well, we we got uh, to, we got to see that when we were at Olympic Club. Yeah, like we we got to see their whole family together out there on the, on the practice green. You know, and how they're kind of interacting. Yeah, and bro. Like, that's why your boy went uh, on after on eighteen when once Nell settled it with that great par putt. Uh, Jess comes is the first to come up to her. I'm a fucking only child. I don't I don't have bro- siblings, right? Mm-hmm. But like, she's like, oh my god, you played so well. I was like, oh no, I'm about to start crying at this bitch. <laughs> this is fucking too much, right? I was like, this is too much. It's too cool. And then Mama Corda comes Mama out. Mama Corda comes in. I was like, oh god damn it, for sure. I I shed a little bit of tears. It was just a cool family moment. Uh, like you said, we got to see it in person, mm-hmm. but. It was cool. Um, it, the, what we saw in person too. I want to describe this to our listeners. Is like we're on the we're on the putting green 
you know, the practice putting green and, and like everyone's kind of standing around, but like this was like before everything opened up here in San Francisco. So it was a very, very small crowd. And we're standing there right next to their dad um, and the, their boyfriends and then the, the quarter sisters. And like, as soon as the quarter sisters are about to go tee off on number one, it's like the whole family goes out on like a mission. There's like, all right, you get hold this, you get hold that. Like we're going over, we're, we're going to be watching the girls, you know, throughout the day and they follow them and stuff like that, which was, I thought really cool, which brings me to a question I wanted to ask you because we live in the Bay Area. Um, we have, the, the Bay Area has had a plethora of uh, sports families that have had tremendous success here. I think of Steph Curry, mm -hmm. son of a, a professional basketball player. Clay Thompson, also son of a basketball player. Barry Bonds. Uh, son of a baseball player here in the you know in the Bay Area. These are Hall of Fame mm -hmm. players that have had. They essentially, you know, the, the we'll call it the pedigree or whatever. Now, the Corda family. It's well documented that there are a athletic family. The brother plays professional tennis. Um, he's gonna be playing in the Olympics. He just it's, he just won at Wimbledon today. He just I won at Wimbledon. Um, and the the two girls, you know, Nellie and Jess, they're professional golfers. Um, how much do you think that that helps being, you know, cause and before I ask the question, cause you think of Clay Thompson, you think of, uh, uh, of Steph Curry. Now they, they weren't the highest like recruits. The McCaffrey's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're like not, that. they're not, yeah, exactly. They're not the highest recruits, but then it seems like once they make it to that level. Dude, I think it's, they, they, I think it's incredibly helpful. I, I think, think so. Right? I think you can see Jess's emotion for her little sister when she won a fucking major championship. Mm -hmm. Jessica Corda hasn't won a major championship. Nothing seemed fake about that all, right? Oh, of She's the not. oldest sister of them all. Mm -hmm. I think, I think there's no, you know, there's no doubting that watching Jess play junior golf and stuff as Nellie was a young, whatever, whatever their age difference is, six, seven years, Five years. had some, but it had a huge influence on it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, I, I think that's great. There's hopefully there's more it, families uh, of athletes like that out it, there. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it seems like for, for myself, when I've seen this, it's not, it's like they're they're in the the lower ranks or college or whatever and in in golf is a bad example because you can turn pro whenever you want but when you see uh guys like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson uh or a Christian McCaffrey you know they are Giannis. yeah Giannis they're they're not like highly touted out of um you know or highly recruited and then all of a sudden they when they get they make it to the league or they make it to the professional level they don't skip a beat the, the learning curve seems much shorter for them i guess is what i'm saying i think families like that kind of operate like a team and yeah. so you know how to work with a with a team too right um a lot less figuring it out and just going out there and ball yeah. you know what i mean um yeah dude that that's a lot of good stuff on uh what, what what highlights? What highlights do you think? Highlights you for me, KMPG. Uh, obviously, this is the first of Nell, when one of many of Nell's uh, first major championships. Um, what do you? What, what's your? Dude, what's, I, so what's I wrote your, on here. I wrote on. Here? I wrote on here. Could she? She could have. She could potentially have the best year ever. She's already won three tournaments, one major. She's going to the Olympics with her sister. They have the Solheim Cup at the end of the season. She's certainly a factor 
in the Evian and the British Open. Uh, I mean, you stack one more major on there, you win, uh, you get any medal and you win Solheim Cup. Yeah. Is this not the best season ever for a lady golfer? And you take over the first, the uh, world golf rankings is number one. Yeah, I got to, yeah, I got to say to you one more thing before we get into highlights then is her win this week was a lot like John Rahm's and not that how, how it was won, but that she was the favorite going in and how she played so well the week before. <laughs> A lot of people had her as, very relaxed. I if, said, if, if, if I said two weeks, I said last week I loved her press conference. Just yeah, like I said I love Jay Rom's press conference. It seems like, and we'll get into this when we eventually review the Zen Golf Book by Doctor Joseph Parent. But it, it's it's crazy how the the focus on the mental game right now is uh, it's being talked about by a lot of players, and a lot of the players who are talking about her are playing well. Yep. Hey, here's one I got for you on here. Uh, our gal, local gal, Michelle Wee West, made the the cut this weekend. First time in a major championship in f- three or four years for mm-hmm. her. I uh, believe she went plus three, then she went minus four, minus five, and then Ooh. even even on the on the tournament. Um, second cut made after missing the U.S. Open cut. Do you think Michelle Wee? Is gonna win another major championship in her career. What what age is she right now? Let's look that up. Excuse me, Michelle Wee West is yeah. Well. Um, so okay, so um, the reason why I asked that is because the last twelve major winners in the LPGA Tour have been under thirty. She's thirty one. So okay, so she's not too far from that number. Am no, I? No, but opinion. she. You got mind you, she retired because of uh, arthritis issues. In her yes, wrist. and then now she's a mom, and um, uh, not saying that's not manageable, but as much it's very difficult. Shout out to all the moms out there. It's not easy to fucking go out there and be a professional golfer when you're a mom. Um, but I, I mean, I I can't count her out just because. I saw a little something from her on Friday during that four under round or whatever round it was. That was signs of OG of of Michelle Weed and not Michelle Weed West. Right. Um, And that's the thing is I think that she'd have to get to a point in her life to where she can really dive back into the preparation that it would take to win a major. Like, do I think she can win another tournament? Absolutely. But I, made I think the, she, I think I think fate would have it that she does, and I love her in this current role as yeah. just being an ambassador for the ladies' game. And, and I think it's unlikely, like, but if she was in contention on a Sunday, you wouldn't find a bigger Michelle. Oh, dude, fan. let's go! I would love to see her win win a major championship, uh, another one. But it was cool to just see her make the cut and be a, mm-hmm. be around on the weekend, most right. definitely. Yeah, uh, golf is better when she's out there playing. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, so should we get into highlights? You got anything more on? No, um, uh, I bet most of my bets, all my bets I gave out on here lost, um, cause they, you got to bet them to win. I did bet Nelly. I said I was going to bet Nelly to win just cause I would. And, and I, I still did. So I was juiced about that. Uh, unfortunately I also had another bet that I didn't announce on here. I had So Yun Yu over Jin Yun Ko and, uh. Your girl, my girl, my girl, Sayan had a rough, a, a rough back nine on Sunday. Uh, I think she was five over, so that that ruined that bet. I thought yeah. it was going to hit, but uh, nonetheless, happy birthday, Soyeon Yu. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we wish you the best in all <laughs> all your future endeavors. Yeah, uh, I and, and I didn't bet any actually actual cold hard cash, but I mean, I had three picks last week, which were uh, Nelly, Patty T, and Amy Olson. Um, obviously, Nelly Corda is not a um, revelation of a pick. Um, Patty T finished top five, like we talked about earlier, and then Amy Olson did not even. Did not even make the cut, but it's easy to, to place bets or, or to tout your picks when you didn't actually put any money on the line. So um, nice to hear that you actually hit one of your bets. Um, it's a shame that we can't do some top tens for the ladies. I think that's some bullshit. Dude is coming around the corner. I know fucking Patty T. I said Jess was a locked top ten. She actually finished top fifteen. Top fifteen. That's hey. so close. I mean, but I wanted to sweat that shit out at the yeah, end on yeah. Sunday, anyways. That's come what, on, you bastard. That's what gambling's <laughs> all about. Um. All right. So, I guess I, I mean that covers it for the LPGA. Um. We had a we had a men's tournament going on. I guess on we Sunday. had a men's tournament going on as well. Uh. We should we we owe it to our listeners to touch on the travelers. I'll, I'm going to com- be completely honest. Uh, didn't watch much of the travelers. I don't know. I don't know what's, what it's been lately for, for it's, so, it's so, not capturing my attention as of late, but we had an eight, de- uh, an eight hole sudden death playoff between mm. grammar Hickok and Harris English. May I interject before we get onto the eight hole playoff? Sure. Because lost in the happiest man of all about this eight hole playoff is one Bubba Watson who completely fell apart. Down the <laughs> final five stri- five holes there. I haven't heard about this. I wasn't watching until Kenyon hit me. Uh, he goes, dude, he's finding every piece of water on the course right now. <laughs> um, so Bubba was tied for the lead with Harris English going into like 15, 16. And English is in the clubhouse, right? Par five. He, I mean, dude, he finished minus seven something like that dude he tripled i think 17 oh my god just a complete implosion which you hate to see i love bubba um well we didn't always love bubba we used i mean a lot of people didn't really care for bubba for a long time i'm a lefty and a visor guy so i got a visor guy but even you weren't a bubba guy for a while But no, Bubba's definitely a, um, but is definitely cooling out for sure. Lost in that was was that he completely, I mean, painful. Oh, uh, I man. tuned in. You I hate tuned to in. See it. I tuned in once Kenyon texted me, and I was like, "Oh my god, he just doubled this hole." Ken was like, "Yeah." <laughs> He's like, yeah. "I just saw him on the green." Ken was like, "Yeah, dude, he just put two in the water." I think, and I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, you, so, hate, you hate to see an implosion alright 8 hole playoff that sounds like compelling stuff did you watch any of the playoff and what were your thoughts okay so I actually made it home and watched 4 holes of the playoff and here I actually have some thoughts on this So I do as well uh, they kept rotating between holes 17 and 18 right kind of Okay. it was like 4 18's to 1 17 okay um, so which that, makes no sense. That all. is my gripe. Okay, so here's the thing: every course, regardless of if it's USGA, uh, you know, ran US Open or whatever the hell it is, um, when it comes, okay, majors can have a different playoff format or whatever. But if it's not a major, you should have two things. I think 
they should declare the playoff hole or holds prior to the tournament starting. So, like, if you have a signature third hole or fourth hole or yeah. thirteen whatever, hole, whatever your signature hole is, or stretch, right? Yeah, or the, stretch, yeah. like. Everybody should play the bear trap if there's a fucking... Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Or whatever, the diamond head of fucking uh, the Valspar. Yes. Whatever, whatever it is, that's what it should be. Um, and if that format isn't approved, another one I would suggest would be... There's a coin toss after the 18th... Uh, after the, the round is finished between... If it's two, if it's two guys or whatever. Um, if it's, and if it's... More than two, then you draw straws. I know how, how corny that sounds, but hear me out. That's how shit gets solved, bro. So, Drawing straws. Some of my greatest dilemmas have been solved from that. If you get if you get the right call on the coin flip or you get the you get the short straw, you get to pick the hole that you want to play on the Boom. playoff. Boom. And some people are gonna say, like, oh, you know, then like you're you're putting too much weight on on a chance thing like that. But Look, I'm watching this on TV, and I just <laughs> hey, watched. Bro, we I just watched eight fucking eight pars, holes. and that was boring as fuck. Boring. I fell asleep three times during it. Oh my god, I fell asleep too. <laughs> I swear to God, I was falling asleep as well. I it, fell asleep during that, and I fell asleep at 10 8 p.m. on Saturday night before that. It I, had, I, also, we're watching it. Like, I wasn't the, even tired. The, I fell asleep. The two, one of the two of the most boring guys on, on on tour. No offense to Kramer, Hickok, and Harris English. Could there be white? names on the planet <laughs> but like no offense to these guys but they're just not like super exciting I, I, i'm starting to like harris english I, i'm actually kind of hoping he gets on the Ryder cup team but at the same time it's like dude like this was boring i was rooting for hickok because they showed the, the the videos of him and sam burns like they got these big bottles of wine that they were gonna fucking drink and, yeah and the, and the crowd was was chatting yeah Dude, I, again, yeah, I completely agree. That shit was boring. Give me some gimmick shit. Give me fucking. Remember when the give match? Me, give me a coin flip, and the winner of the coin flip gets to take someone's club out of the bag or something, something like, like that. that, right? So yeah. that is done in. Um, I mean, Jim Nance didn't even want to be calling that. Oh, no, Jim Nance is counting down the, and the then, minutes. I mean, t to get just you know eight pars and uh. the second. I don't know what was it. The second hole. Harris English hit an incredible bunker shot from a buried lie. That was probably the most exciting thing of it. I remember seeing that shot get hit, and I was like, okay, I, I could probably nap now. Because <laughs> I saw where he hit it to. I was like, okay, he's going to par this. The homeboy missed the other putt. They're going to play this hole again. Uh, what other suggestions would you have to, to improve OT? Give, me, give me some club gimmick shit. Uh, how about let's not just play hole 18 and then randomly mix in hole 17 like one time? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Man, make the motherfuckers work. Go the hardest two fucking handicap holes. Yeah. Of course. Go I back mean, and forth. Go, like, I mean, really anything. Then that that was... I don't know. I don't think that was good for, for golf myself. Uh, do, you think, do you think that par five should be involved in... An overtime. Yeah, overtime fuck yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. because that puts that puts it draws it out longer. It, yeah, but it puts it puts a choice, right? right. I mean that, that that puts a definitive choice. You know, I mean not definitive, depending on who who's playing for in sure. it. But it you know in theory puts a choice. Hey, are we going to go for this or are we going to lay back? Mm -hmm. And it puts a lot more pressure on the tee shot too. It does, which in you know 
if all of a sudden you're up first and the pressure's on your tee shot and you biff it, then I, then you know what I mean? Like yeah. It, so I think you got to, f- I think that's a great, I think you got to force the issue a little more than just the playoff holes like that. Would you rather, okay, this is completely off the cuff. What would you rather have, um, the, like the overtime hole, say that you had to pick one or whatever, would you rather it be a par three where they could throw darts, like, you know, 130 or in, okay? A drivable par four? Drivable par four. Or a par five? Drivable par four. That's the one, right? Yeah. I was trying to think that I was trying to think through which of those three out. I, I because that's going to make that very quick too. Because someone's going to inevitably get some nerves up there and fucking push one out. And yeah. Then, and then homeboy, if you're second, bro, you can just hit a seven iron. Yeah. But <laughs> also, if if you're the guy that or goes, if he nails it close too, right? Then, or if you're or if you're the guy who doesn't hit driver, you're going to be uh, shunned by your peers. Ridiculed. Yep. Um, but yeah, to me, again. Uh, I have all my notes here. Shit was boring as fuck. That shit was boring as fuck. Yeah. Uh, I fell asleep again three times in between it. Uh, it just, it didn't, nothing, nothing captured. I mean, maybe because I didn't bet on anything mm-hmm. that might've been something to do with it. But yeah, it just, I don't know. It's kind of a lull for the PGA season right now. Um, till the, till the open championship really for me. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what do you think? We got some open championship. What do you think of all those rules that they're they're imposing and stuff? Uh, so which ones did I miss? Because like the RSA with like the no, you can't have three people more to a like a a, a stay a staying together. Oh, you mean like COVID protocols yeah. and stuff? Well, I mean, it sounds like to me like the United States has their shit in order. Um, but yes, uh, well, yeah, but the, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Um, I, I'm not, yeah. You mean to tell me the red cones don't fucking know what's going on? Uh, yeah, it sounds like they're they're having a hard time over there after giving us a bunch of shit for a while, <laughs> yes. and that's the, that's the extent of our politics we'll get on here. But yeah, um, speaking of international, and we're gonna forego this week. We're gonna forego, sadly, everybody. We're gonna forego the the banning of the green reading books. We'll talk about that next week, but internationally we're talking about olympic golf now, i know we had a ton of fan requests about g- banning of the green reading dukes i have a lot of thoughts on that and i don't care um but the uh obviously the olympic rosters were released earlier this week um united states teams are are set uh i was gonna try my uh you know trying to pronounce this country club that they're playing um in japan for uh, for the U.S. for for the Olympics here, might I give it a go? Sure, Kasu Mijaseki. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty fucking good, right? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty damn good. I, I couldn't give it a try, but yeah. So, um, the teams are set. Uh, the all all the participants are set. Um, I was looking it up. So it's a private course in Japan. The format is 70, 72 hole stroke play, which it was in twenty sixteen. We need to cut that. And so that, that's my, that was my biggest question to you was like, okay, I can understand having, having that as, you know, one event. Give me two events. Give, give me, me two team, events. Give me a team play and stroke play. We have the Ryder Cup. Is, so you're telling me the Ryder Cup is, is pretty much the Olympics that we want to see? You know what I mean? I want to see. Well, I think of- that's the kind of issue here is with the COVID shit going on. Yeah. A lot of guys are sitting out. But they didn't have this in 2016 either. Cup, uh, but they didn't. But. 
the the Olympics were supposed to be in twenty twenty this year. Okay, so yeah, so the whole timeline, both timelines are messed up. That's well, what, what I'm you're saying, telling wait, me. No, 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 no. What you're saying makes complete yeah. sense. Um, and so uh, and, and I was just like, I was. I was looking at that too. I was like, okay, what, what kind of formats are they going to have? They're going to have multiple events, right? But no, it's just like a normal tournament with, you know. I would love to see some team play, dude. I would love to see. Yeah. But so the team where team play comes into issue is how you qualify and your population because certain countries are only getting one player, certain right. countries are only getting two players. Okay. And so how can you do team play? See, that's why we talk about this stuff so that I don't go out there and be like, Hey, they should have, they should have team format. Um, now that I'm kind of talking that out, the 70, the, the, the stroke play does kind of seem so like, that, and that's why the writer, and that's why the Ryder cup and the president's cup works because they can have, they have all of equal, Europe and equal, all of international equal number of yeah. players on each side. Okay. All right. So you can take your logic and get the fuck out of here. Uh, so I'm glad I brought that up. Um, so the 72 hole stroke play events will be held uh, for the men. It'll be July 30th to the August 2nd. And then the women's tournament is going to be August 5th to August 8th. And I love that they're leading with the men's because I think that um, people will still be interested in the Olympics. And I think a lot of the ladies will get some exposure out there um, being like the, pretty much the only the only gig in town. Um, for the U.S. representatives, for the men, we got JT, we got Xander, we got Bryson. Great property. And we got Colin Morikawa. He's going to really enjoy the property out there in Japan uh, for for Xander. And for the women, we got the Cordes sisters. We got Lexi and Danielle Kang. And if, I mean, if I could, if you, if I had never watched any LPGA this year, those have been the four that I would have picked for, for the ladies. For the, for the men, uh, we had, uh, I think, w one player decline. To participate, which is, which is Dustin Johnson, um, and so for no, well he declined, but he declined, but this is the second time he has he declined in 2016, um, and then he's declining this year because it quote doesn't fit his schedule. Um, yeah, you got to come over here if you're gonna have a take on that. Get over here. If that's not the most Dustin Johnson response and thing ever, you have no issue with that. I love him. No, I love. You have no issue with that. I mean, it should be I an honor, dude. Uh, I don't because if I wanted to go to the Olympics as a golf pro, if I was in his situation, I want to go to the Olympics and I want to go watch like sprints and track and field and shit, right? <laughs> and I want to go take on like the full setting of it. And the protocol that's in place is just not. It's not cool. So, so, you're, so, so, you're, so you're saying so, that, that yeah. him not being able to go watch the other sports is what is why like, what factored into his. And he, dude, he's got to bring Paulina and her whole gang along. Oh, that's true. Come on, they can't go. They, they can't, can't get in there. It's a long I'm ways. Sorry. They 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 can't. They if can't, I'm dating Paulina and she says I can't go, they can't they can't drive the boat. Hey, that dog, far. I'm sorry, I can't go either. It, you know, we it, can't go. It's. it's <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you say that because all the guys who are going are all like under 30 years old you know what i mean and he would have been the only one that's like oh yeah ricky's not oh oh 
Well, he, he was already in one. Don't be a dick. He was in 2016. He's got a tattoo. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think it's a bad look because he declined to go in 2016 when he was when he was a young man. Um, I totally get it. At the time, there was the Zika scare. So let's not forget that. Jordan Spieth didn't want to go either. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and it's just kind of a uh, it's kind of a bad look considering that uh, I don't think it is. Tons of other players have backed I, out. I know. Tons of other but tons have, of other players. But you have the out. here's the and world most of them, one. like you said, most of most of them are guys with what Sergio backed out for Spain. That's true. Uh, like wife, right? The, the, so the, but Rom's still playing, and I don't know if you knew this. He's a new father. John Rom had a kid. He had a kid. Oh my god! I he had not, a, a, not too I long lost ago. Lost in the shuffle of yeah. the COVID controversy mm-hmm. and winning a title and yeah. winning bets for they, me. They didn't even talk was... about at the Masters at all that he might be a new father. So, uh, but he's playing. that's why that's why that motherfucker's going to the Olympics. He's like, get me the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> Japan, uh, yes, please, yes. Uh, Away um, from these two. Sayonara. <laughs> um, okay, so questions about um, uh, I got you for the Olympic golf here. Format looks like we covered that one. We, we definitely covered the format. Um, who do you think from the men and the women on the U.S. team that has the best shot at winning? Uh, give me, give me, give me a favorite and a dark horse. Okay, I mean, it, it's um, hard when there's only four to choose all right, from. So from the men, for uh, to to to. Win the gold or to medal. You can pick whatever you want. All right. So for men, uh, I've got laid out three non-American players. Are no, no, you no, asking American just players? Just American right now. Oh, okay. We'll get so, we'll, we'll get into the international. Um, all right. So favorite is JT. I think JT's pretty much the best player in the world. Give it, you know, he's the interchangeable conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably the dark horse of that is Morikawa. How about Morikawa though? His last year, he's he wins a major, he wins like a, you know, um, he wins a couple wins of a major, wins some tournaments, wins some cash. I mean, and then now he's out here one of the top four player, top five players uh, in the for United the States. ladies. Uh, um, I mean, it's Nelly. Obviously, she's the world number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dark horse on the ladies is uh, Danielle Kang, who is been pretty adamant going into this that she was she's always wanted to be an olympian she's mm-hmm. super super stoked for this so um i'll take her her ferocity on on that side excellent i think that i would have to go with for for the men i'm gonna go with jt yeah i'm gonna go with jt and my dark horse, even though he's not a dark horse or whatever and we're picking from the four four of the top five players in the united states I'm gonna go Bryson, and the reason why Brooksy? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with you I'm taking go, Brooksy. I'm taking Brooksy, <laughs> and the reason I'm gonna go with Bryson is just because he stands for everything American. He's gonna go out there fucking huge. He's just gonna just he's gonna he's gonna bludgeon, bomb and gouge, bomb and gouge, <laughs> dude. He's, I mean, he's, he's such an American fucking mindset to go out there and play golf. And if he goes out there and does it. I, it would. I just think Bro, it would be I primo. Hit my, I hit my two iron off today into like some rough on one of these par fives, and it was like a little bit caught. I saw. I knew I was clear of a tree, and I was like, 
Fucking bomb and gouge. Let's bomb and gouge. Get, get that up on there. Try to get give yourself a birdie putt and let's fucking go. I, I, even, <laughs> I, even, I even told that to my dad on, on Sunday. I hit one in the rough and I hit it onto the green. I was like, fucking bomb and gouge. That's what every dude's doing right now. <laughs> um, and then for the ladies, I mean, come on. I mean, I'm going to go Nelly. But uh, you know who I hope wins the gold? Lexi Thompson. I hope Lexi Thompson. Yeah, that's wins who I want to win too. I want her. To, I, I want her to win it because she played great out there at Olympic Club. I just feel that uh, it would be uh, it would be a a good um, I guess exclamation point on this season considering how good she's played to to bring that. She's going to win a couple tournaments this year. I feel the women the have the women have. And so when I was thinking it, when I was asking you the question about different formats what really brought this attention to me was like i would just love to see the top four american women play the top four korean south korean women they should just do a solheim cup versus asia i want to i want to see that i mean we get our ass we get our ass beat i understand that (laughs) but i would still just love to see it because you know i mean that that would be entertaining to watch. I think. I think the. Yep, I, I, I think agree. The American women's. Uh, I mean, they're. You do it like Presidents Cup, and then you bring in multiple Asian countries, right? right. So, but the problem, the the issue there in lies like how, you got to limit it to so many South Korean gals that are going to qualify Cause they're because they're all so they're, they're all just you know right. But yeah, imagine like a a team of like you know fucking like MB Park, Yukasaso, Soyeon. Uh, Minji Lee, Lydia Ko battling it out, you know, against Lexi, Nels, Jess, Daniel Kang, Michelle Wee, Wes. Yeah, that'd be dope. Who do you got uh, from the international squads? Um, Male? Uh, placing. Placing Inter- or winning gold? Uh, so I got three guys here. Uh, I'm going to start off with your guy. Who also just won a tournament this last weekend in uh, Germany after getting that shit removed from his eye. Oh, Victor I, I, Hovland. Yeah. Um, I think Victor Hovland can easily win this gold medal. Um, I go. I got Victor Hovland. Got got to go with my Chicano Latino brother, Mexico, Abraham mm-hmm. Answer. And then I'm going with a hometown boy. My guy. I, was, I said I was off him. I'm back. Hideki, let's yeah, go. <laughs> yes, yes, I love it. I didn't even think about Hideki with the hometown advantage. Oh my god, I didn't. I know nothing about the golf course. I try to look it up and shit. Like I, I know nothing Couldn't about the golf course about that, that, that they're playing. Said how to pronounce the name? And I, yes, and, and and I I just assume that it's perfectly manicured. Um, so uh, other than that, I have okay. So my international men. I only picked, only really picked one, but I have two. Uh, I'm gonna go with Brom, in in terms of best chances to to at least place. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins, uh, wins gold. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rory, too. Ooh, I like that. Um, and the reason I'm gonna go with one Rory, of my guys, one of your guys. <laughs> and so the reason I'm gonna go with Rory is because this might be the type of thing that kind of gets his juices flowing again. I mean, he gets to go out there and represent his country. Um, I like it. It's a I little, like it. A little, it's something a little bit different. The field's going to be a little bit different. Um, so, you know, he's one of the best players in the world, even though he's quote unquote struggling right now. So, um, let me go with him. And then you know what? I'm gonna throw one more in there. One more in there. I'm go with Corey Connors. Oh, go the Corey Connors, just because 
I, the guy's game is smooth, and uh, I, it seems like every time I turn on the TV and he's on it, he, he, he's playing pretty well. Um, so I'm going to go with him. Cool. Uh, and then for the ladies, um, gosh, Lydia Ko. That's a good one. Um, and I'm also probably going to go with uh, a Yuka Sasso. Nice. And, and I know that those, I mean. I got Yuka on my list as well. Right. And I'm just going to pick two. Uh, I might I might even throw in an MB Park. Yeah, just because I mean she's a gold medal winner the last time. Yeah, uh, Lydia Ko was I believe silver medal winner last time. So. Yeah, yeah, mine are uh, I went local again. Uh, NASA, gotta go NASA. Uh, playing in hometown Japan. N- NASA's got game. Dude, NASA she was she, she fucking. She had a terrible back nine last week, and right? And that just on Thursday, and that just segued into just an awful week for her, uh, which we can all probably attest to. I got for my ladies, I have NASA, Yukasaso, um, MB Park, and then Jin Young Ko. Uh, yeah, I would have loved to have put my girl So Young Yu on there if, if she could have won this week, but it, she's still, she's still on the Korean team though, right? No. No. No, she's still top 20 in the fucking Rolex World Rankings didn't uh, make the team. Oh, my God. She needed to win that tournament. It's uh, NB, Jin Young Ko, Young Kim, and then... Um, Man, the South Korean... H. Lim, he... Uh, I forget, someone else. Uh, yeah. She was one off. South Korean team is absolutely stacked. Fucking they're ridiculous. So, they're so good. Ridiculous. Um. Yeah, I, that's... That's all I got for for the Olympics, man. Um, obviously, we got the Fourth of July weekend coming up. Um, do you have any golf planned? What are you gonna meet up to? I'm going to Santa Cruz. I'm gonna play a tournament with my pops on Saturday. Uh, dude, what's, the, just, what's, the, what's the format? Format is red, white, and blue. Fucking America. So uh, we've got six tees that are play from the reds, six tees that'll play from the whites, six tees that'll play from the blues, and it's a scramble. And it's a scramble, two man scramble, little father son action. Nice. See what me and Abe can't do out there. Uh, Abe got the little tournament bug from a couple weeks ago. He right. was like, "Dude, I fucking like that." He goes, it's "I fun. feel more focused." Like he was like, "We got to start playing for money." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, let's go." Uh-huh. Um, so. He fucking just told me, he was like, dude, he didn't even ask me. He was like, dude, I signed us up Saturday. Let's go. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Nice, nice. We'll have to talk about that next week after the long weekend here. Um, I don't have any golf plan, but I will be practicing. I'm going to be working on, mainly what I'm going to be working on is uh, everything from a, a 130 yards and in and a little bit more on putting. Uh, anything else you got? Not at all. All right, my man. Well, as always, it's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to talk next week. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us, and if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we review the book Zen Golf by Dr. Joseph Parent while discussing the recent focus on mental health in the pro golf game and dive into some of our favorite golf memories from past rounds. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Teeson, and until next time, hit him straight.